3,000 years of longing doesn't really stick to landing. You are listening to Heard You Saw. It's a podcast. Like, I really should have put the lid on before I slide. It's the sound of a bottle. There it is. That's fucking terrible. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, that will do. That, that was yeah. it. Wow. Okay. Worst ASMR ever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can think of worse. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to leave that statement precisely where I landed. Um, right. Okay, welcome back to Heard Your Story. I don't think there's... So, we just watched 3,000 Years of Longing. And I want to, from the top, say that I said, as I said to Sean, and I think I said in the chat as well, that I was going into this film with a very specific thing in my mind of... This is not going to be like Fury Road. Mm. In both the sense of how much I will enjoy it, or the kind of film that it is. And boy was I correct. This was not <laughs> like Fury Road, oh. and I did not enjoy it as much as I enjoyed Fury Road. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm joined by Morton. Hello. And Sean. Hello. Voice cast. Mm. Voice cast. Um, <laughs> sorry, I thought that's that was the way over. No. I was just like, hey, you know, like, okay, you know. Uh, so all straight today. <laughs> oh god! All straight, white, bearded. Yeah, you know, two of us are wearing plaid. Uh, you know. Oh, all you're missing is some glasses, Morton. Yeah, come on, Morton. Let your eyes degenerate. Um, no. <laughs> I like having clear vision. I like being able to see things. Although, actually, me. you say that, I don't know if it. The first time I've watched a film here, I don't know if it's just the vague lighting in there, because as soon as the film started, yeah. I could see. But, like, when it was darkness, mm. and I know this sounds obvious, couldn't I couldn't see. see. You couldn't see in the but dark. But in the sense that it was just, like, properly, like, I was like, oh, I've run here too quickly. <laughs> oh, you, you had, like, gone from, like, outside into yeah. a basement, into, outside, a, dark room. into yeah, a dark room, and then all of a sudden the light on my eyes. And well, I was just the thing, like, you had to go from the bar lights into the half lights, into the uh, four lights, and then pitch back. Yeah. yeah your just eyes like, were just oh. going, what, what are you yeah. doing, mate? So, okay. As they did for the next two hours. <laughs> <laughs> So we begin, as ever, with a round of one-line hot takes. Um, Sean, yeah. I'm going to ask you for a one-line hot take on 3,000 Years of Longing. I really wish this was an anthology series. That's not unreasonable, but also... But, mm, I will come back round to... Okay, thinking anyway, okay. So. Alright, mm-hmm. Morton, your one-line hot take? Uh, just like, like you said, it, it was never going to be the same experience as Fury Road, and nor was I expecting it. No. But I would expect a George Miller film to be more visually interesting than this was. It kept, like, toying with... Because, I mean, mm. I'll tell you what, you know, you want to talk about trailers not being good. Mm. Um, I saw the trailer for the film The Witch, which came out recently. Like, the trailer of it came out, like... Not the um, Eggers well, one. Yeah, right. No, this is a new one. It's a, it looks like to be a smaller scale British film about like women. They're being persecuted because they're witches. And okay. the concept looked kind of interesting. It's like a period sort of pseudo horror thing about like, you know, mm. witches. Like a dude has to try and his wife's been accused of witchcraft and stuff. And uh, the concept, interesting. Trailer, terrible. This had the opposite problem. Concept, I was like, hmm. Trailer? really good the first trailer I was like this looks gonzo because it's all of the most interesting bits yeah. set to a very mm. kinetic oh yeah 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 no I remember and I was like yeah. I was expecting it to be a lot more 
energetic than it was. Yes. Yeah. This 100%. was a very. There were some nice shots, but it was very. I mean, I said to Sean early on, there were some very nice audio bridges at the start. Yeah. I really appreciated soft applause going into football clacker. I was like, that's mm. nice. But it it, it it was languid. It was slow. Audibly, it was good. Yes. But, yeah, there was no... The, when I say visually, you expect it to be more interesting being a George Miller film. Yeah, I mean in the sense that there was no through line with it. I no. didn't feel like it was just kind of like... The, the interesting visual snippets felt by accident rather than design mm. just because of that languid pacing it was kind of just like again it's not an action film so like no. we weren't expecting any Nick yeah well I mean I can still get like that about like good filmmaking yeah. but there, there was but, you know and there were some bits that prompted like to be like oh that was quite interesting mm. but I don't think it ever realised its potential given that like it's meant to be this sort of... Um, all right, just to really quickly give the premise, um, mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton is Althea Binney, who is a narratologist um, going to a that, conference. Famed position. We're going to skate over that. <laughs> mm. Just going to move on by from that job title. Goes, She's a world literature student. Yes, uh, she goes, <laughs> goes to a conference in Istanbul. She has weird visions of, like, you know story things which just happened to her um, that's actually not relevant um, <laughs> they come back kind of sort of they, yeah. they, were, they were in the court of the Queen of Sheba they were but yeah but I don't understand how if she's seen that Destiny how it connects maybe stuff maybe but yeah she gets a bottle at a market she opens the bottle and wouldn't you know it big Idris Elba comes out he's a genie she has wishes he tells her the story of her life and they have to decide what to do with these wishes film um sorry alice i'm uh, you know i'm not gonna do the whole <laughs> well no because it, it abandons it itself mm. like so before seeing this racy put in the chat there's a moment where this film takes a weird turn and it kind of lost me mm. Mm. i think i know where that moment was but i was like oh okay what mm. we're doing this now there, there were two there were two turns for me all right mm. so i think i know what was turn number one Turn number one was when the bottle went into the ocean the second time, <laughs> and he was kind of just like, and that's how I'm now here with you. And it stopped being a, albeit jumping back and forwards, chronological telling of him how getting trapped in there, the bottle yeah. three times. Yeah. Because then it does just kind of vaguely, it sort of goes back to, and then the bottle got eventually found. And See, I, th- I took that as him trying to deceive her and distract her from the original story. Yeah. And she does accuse him of, like, you're being a trickster at this po- at that point. Mm. So I kind of assumed that was him no, deliberately no, no. trying I, to I move mean, her along. Right? I mean, before... Because oh, that she, was, yeah. yeah does she say that before Sephir? Yeah, yeah, that's because okay, yeah, yeah. is the final story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Because like that, I felt like, okay, technically, yes, it could have just sat in the doldrums of the ocean for a bit, and that is the next jump in the story, but it felt like there was more of a jump there, mm. and it was like, okay, you are doing something different now, but it doesn't really pay off. Yeah. And then the second bit is obviously the neighbours in the garden. No, 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 quite, quite the opposite. Mm. For me, the moment where it lost me is that you've just had these three stories pointing out the folly of wishing danger of wishing okay, yeah, the way yeah. that the whole thematic thing has been like making wishes doesn't go well for either the genie or the person mm. the obvious choice would be to just be like hey bro 
I know I have to desire it, and I know they make the point that, like, you know, she can't just wish wish for a cup of tea or whatever and then send him on his way. If she were really fucking hungry. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. I could fucking wish for a bit. I'm, I'm staring like, at that, like, burger sauce advert over there, and I'm just like, oh. She sat there with, like, delivery on her phone, <laughs> delivering someone else's order first. She's just like, <laughs> I wish I could get an ethically sourced good meal without... Oh, no, not even that. Just I wish they were at my door, man. <laughs> but, I, you know, the whole thing was that it was, like... The date, you know, it was very much about yeah, the yeah. stories of wishing, and then she goes, "Oh, but I wish you were in love with me," and that, that for me, that I was, was like, the "I was like, for me I was like well. where the yeah. fuck did this come from?" I'm no, trying to think fair. if that's what Racy thought as well. I think it moment. must be that because oh, that's that when the is. film starts being about an entirely different, not yeah. just story, I, I, but yeah, like no, no, thematic no. message. I was talking structurally as yeah, such, yeah. but yeah, no, thematically, that's where it does just completely go off the rails. Yeah, and structurally it shifts because it's like not an anthology anymore. Now it's just the kooky adventures of them. It kind of, it kind of addresses it. Eventually, sort of, sort vaguely, of, but little. not really. Yeah. And I think it is the kind of thing that it will sit with you for a lot longer, possibly. I don't know if it has the staying power. For this that, is this. But, I've already said that my brain's like, you don't need to remember any of but, this. No, no, no. <laughs> but like at some point down the line, you will probably just be, or even now, even because we're talking about it now. But if you weren't, yeah. you know, doing a podcast straight afterwards, if if you just went home a few hours later, you'd be like, oh shit, she's the villain of it. Like she's yeah, yeah. she's not nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, no, I agree. But, like, yeah, yeah. Fury Road was a film that I wanted to see immediately again. Yeah. The the credits went, it started rolling. This not in a bad way. I just I never need to see it. Again. Yeah, no, I've yeah. seen it. I'm yeah. glad I've seen it. It was interesting, but also it just felt a bit thin as well. Mm. Like, I have mean, you seen The Fountain? I haven't seen it, but I know of it. Yeah, it feels like his version of that, but really thin as yeah. you say really really thin Sean your thoughts mm. initial you know where were you at yeah. on it well, something, you know how I said like I wish it had been more of like an anthology series yeah. and that's yeah. you know I had like the idea of telling these different cautionary tales and that's you know I've been like there's interesting concepts in there sort of thing um, and you know I feel like maybe if the film was sort of more focused on there but maybe a bit more less slow paced as well because I think that was my problem with the first half now there's like I I'm interested in these stories but such a slow pace and it's just like I also felt like you could build on more things would you say it was trying to instill you with a feeling of longing maybe for the next (laughs) beat of the story (laughs) I know what you mean it it draws a lot from like you know that kind of like storytelling Mm. tradition of like you know a thousand and one nights you know Mm. that kind Mm. of thing of like one of the things I got given uh, for my birthday last year um my mother bought me an anthology of Celtic legends. So it's like got uh, trans. It's sort of amalgamated translations of the sort of Scottish, Welsh, and Irish because we have a lot of like mm. shared Celtic his- um, mythology from it. And it was like that. It yeah. was like reading it where it's just like people will just do things because this is the kind of storytelling that's mm. mythic in a way. Yeah. But the problem was it was also trying to tell a mythic story while tying it to the emotional journey of a character who is both in the mythic stories but also is like a guy in a hotel room at the moment mm. and those two energies are kind of contradictory to each other yeah no it, you needed it to be more you needed it to be his story rather than also sort of hers yeah in the sense that like saying saying the the book that you got there it mm. does kind of in a way remind me but in a lesser way uh, of the the Green Knight, yeah. In that, that was a lot more fun because yeah. it just kind of lent into that 
really weird kind of like we're not going to explain why any of this is happening but also it's also the, but also the story just, was happening at that and time it was it's all retrospective yeah, yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> whereas like in a way it could have it could have just focused on one of the anthology stories in yeah. that respect mm. or really lent into the anthology aspect and had Tilda for about five minutes and then yeah. we jumped to a couple of thousand years in the future and like he's really ir- irrelevant then because it's just like oh no we've got we've got you wanted to science. turn into yeah. Ma- or you wanted to turn into Mad Max it's like in the water wars where everyone's dead just like I mean yeah, and that's how you tie great. his films together <laughs> Tom Hardy just finds a bottle and they open the bottle it comes <laughs> The gin comes out. <laughs> I, I wish it was a bottle of water. <laughs> I came here for a bottle of water. <laughs> what are you going to do with those three wishes? Break me a cake. Break me a cake. Oh, I should really find that, that flag. <laughs> that legend one. I think, yeah. yeah. Green Knight is a good point of comparison. But again, it's like... Another thing I've, I really didn't like is like having the little epilogue bit three years later, and I'm like, yeah, no, I didn't yeah. need that. That was that very, was like that was very Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, because it was like it you, felt like a very wishful ending sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, because you have a story like, about oh, and like, then they still end up together. Yeah, yeah. You have a story about like how wish fulfillment always ends up poorly. Yeah, and then oh, she just it's fine actually. There's exceptions. Three to the years rules. later, which if it's it were cool. handled better, you could mm. think that he wasn't really there. Yeah. But like, he no, he was, he was, he was definitely there, there doing they, football. They magic. got a they got a football gag in there with yeah. kicking a guy in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like, weird, weird beat to end your yeah, film. Very, right? very, yeah, very, very, very weird beat. Well, it's it's careful what you wish for. Don't don't wish for your ball back. <laughs> just just go and just go and fetch your ball. Just go fucking get it. Yeah, <laughs> kids. Yeah, yeah. With your phones polluting the air. Yeah, you know. What? This <laughs> <laughs> sounds very sort of wishmaster sort of thing. I wish my ball back. Well, you didn't wish for them both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I did enjoy um, Idris Elba going to CERN on a green screen. Yes. Oh god, a green there screen. Was, there was a lot of green screen. Oh. A lot of weird green screen in this movie. Like, I just, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't think I disliked it. I just feel like really. Given how long this film has been in the making, like I can remember this being announced. That's kind of George Miller at this Almost, point. Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like you would think that there is enough time in that in that time period then for it to crystallise a little bit more, yeah, and get what its essence is. Whereas it this it just felt. You know, what I thought I had. In the credits, I saw specifically they had a dramaturg credited, mm. and I was like, oh cool, they had a dramaturg. What is a dramaturg? Dramaturg is basically um, someone who, when a project, usually theatre, is in development, a dramaturg is a, co- is a person who comes in and basically does sort of quality control assessment on all levels of the production. They'll be qualified, they'll be an actor, writer, able to direct, able to produce, they'll have a knowledge of technical theatre craft and stuff like that. Mm. And they'll go, okay, what are you trying to achieve? how is this moving towards those metrics mm. and sort of help shape a project and drive it more towards the established goals of it. Mm. And seeing the term dramaturg, because I know it as a theatre term, I was like, this should have been a play. It felt play It felt very like a play. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like, you could do, I think you could make a really good, satisfying play out of this. Mm. With some edits here yeah. and there. You know, with some yeah, cuts. You could do some really interesting, like, Scene transitions, and yeah, that, and from, had, from like and the hotel into the backstory. Exactly, and like yeah. people playing yeah. different characters and yeah. what that represents and stuff like that. 
rather than having the limitless budget of being able to go everywhere. That's what I kind of missed from it, was that there was no playing around with the cast. Mm. As such, it was just all, everyone is is who they are. Yeah, they're like, in their little, like, not even, like, real locations that much either. No. It was all very, like, I mean, it feels unkind to say, but it felt very like, we did this on a set, rather mm. than, like, went places for the most part. It, was, it felt mm. very virtual production-y. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think good. you could definitely tell that large parts of it were sort of shot within restrictions and that, so, you know, you could definitely yeah. tell. Yeah. But, I don't know, that's, that feels like making an excuse for it. Yeah, I, you don't want to yeah, go too yeah. far into like doing the, the text favours for I, things that it's no. not doing. I think the bigger thing to say about it in, in that respect, of, like you've said a few tweaks, if it were to transfer to stage, it, it's more again that it, it, the final act just doesn't work. No, it doesn't, it, it, I agree. It tells this mora- morality story of... Wishes, being careful what you wish for, him falling in love with the person, then falling in love with him, blah blah blah. And then, yeah, immediately it's just like, I wish you to fall in love with me. And he's like, This seems cool. And you're like, What? Is that not? And they could have done, like you say, her being the villain, Mm. it could have been about her being seduced by the attractiveness of both Mm. Idris Elba and like wishes and power and stuff like Mm. that. And you could have done something with that, but no, her, her intentions are noble. And she does care for him, and she treats him respectfully, and she saves him at the end, and then she gets to have her cake and eat it too. Mm. It sort of, it just backs away from what it seemed to be about. It feels a film ripe for some backlash in a few days, weeks, months, <laughs> years. I, I don't know. I don't Wait, know how like long the YouTubers can make their videos. Yeah, essays. I don't know how long the, it will take for the wheels to turn on that because I don't think people are going to be rushing out to see it. No. But it does very much feel like this is not a story that you necessarily were the right person to tell as you clearly don't have that much of a grasp on what story you're trying to tell. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Sure. Um, oh, I had a point. You did. You looked like you were like you looked like you had a point and I was like, let's get him in. Uh, come back to me. I'll okay. <laughs> I think it kind of reminded me of is um the comic book series, uh, well not series, the comic book Habiba, um, by uh, I believe the guy's name is Craig Shepard. His whole thing is he does these like, you know, very, like literally the thing is like this big and it's fucking that thick, like literally like two to three inches thick or something. Mm. Like it's a whopping chunky book. Mm. And Habiba is basically his take on slightly modernizing and using um like Arabian storytelling and legend and myth and stuff like that but transposing elements of it into the modern day he does like a version of like uh, what's it Salome and the Seven Veils and stuff like that and like plays with a lot of like iconography of that, those kind of stories and that has had a significant amount of backlash because he's a white American man and even though like I read it and I think it's quite interesting it's an interesting story and I found it quite evocative it plays into all kinds of like things that aren't necessarily so much stereotypes if they were coming from a person who's from that culture, but when it's a white person writing about this kind of culture, mm. you just read like, yep, hmm, it's interesting that you did this rather daring choice about, like, you know, for example, there's a character who's black in it who one of the things he does is he has this very sort of self-hating relationship to his own sexuality mm. and ends up um, physically castrating himself as a way to rid himself of his sort of demonic passions. And you're like, 
that's an interesting choice. I'm not saying it's necessarily a <laughs> bad idea, but it's certainly uh, loaded with, you know, yeah, potential yeah. baggage. This is the thing, because Ellis said in the chat, being like, does kind of read weird that they have a, you know, black man becoming effectively a slave to a white woman. Especially and, given her choices in the film yes, as well. Yes, mm -hmm. definitely doesn't read that well. No. And I'm willing to give, like, a certain but, amount of, like, I understand you're playing with the, like, but tropes, it, but it misses also... the chance to play with it as well. Though, exactly, but it with, doesn't follow the, through with, with the racist neighbours. Yeah, it's mm. then just like, oh, it's fine because he's hot. Yeah. Mm. It, Hello. It, the, I thought we the, were going to get from like more into like we'll talk about Brexit in this film. I was like, what a weird <laughs> thing to. Where has <laughs> this come from, George? You're Australian. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sure he's had many Brits complain about Brexit too. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. But also, it seemed odd mm. that in our film about the cautionary tale about the dangers of wishing playing with all of these you know specifically non-british storytelling tropes mm. you then circle round to being like oh now we're just gonna have a little scene where we sort of have a go at like ah the the echo chambers of the right and you know we've all lost the ability to talk to one another civilly and you know ah they're bigots but also she shouldn't be angry and i thought she was going to use a wish irresponsibly yeah. and she just doesn't yeah mm. i that's i really thought that Especially when she walks in and she says, I wish, and then... Then she goes, that's not a wish, and he's all like, I know. Said, I know. And I'm like, but that's not how it... Okay. That's Yeah, that's not how it works. Because otherwise you wouldn't have got stuck in the fucking bottle in the yeah. third case. Also, like, it, it feels... <laughs> so there were lots of little inconsistencies in there that kind of irked me. Some on wishing and some just in general. But it irked me that, like, there was kind of no follow-up to her wishing almost straight away well not straight away but after the first two stories her wishing that they'd never met yeah because that was an active wish yeah and which yet, is that I'm starting to wish starting yeah. to wish so I think there was like because yeah. I thought the bottle exploding was like oh we fucked up time it's going to go in a different yeah. direction mm. and then it was like no he's just he just doesn't he's heard that one before and he's got he's got package yeah and then uh, the, the other thing that annoyed me in that sense well not in the wish sense but the airport scene yeah that was weird yeah well, yeah, I wanted there to be consequences of the guy putting the pencil. The, in the, yeah. the, the pencil. I wanted like a, a scene of Idris being like, ooh, ooh, yeah. you wanted a comedy like a pencil, pencil scene. Yeah. But no, no more. I, I wanted either there to be a consequence of the guy putting the lid back on the bottle, but also I was constantly questioning of just like, okay, one, you you would have been told not to pick up your passport and your boarding pass. Just leave that in the thing that's going through. You don't carry those through the metal detector. <laughs> Two, why is the metal de the detector picked up on the glass bottle? Yeah, it's glass. I did think that was weird. I was yeah. like, is that why you've picked up the passport? So that there's like kind of plausible den deniability yeah. of like, oh no, it's the magnetic strip in the boarding pass. No, but yeah, I was definitely thinking at one point with that airport. Bit and something when she pops the bottle down and nothing happens and that I thought it was going to be maybe that sort of thing of maybe she is thinking all this maybe he was maybe, never real yeah maybe he's not actually there and that's I thought that's maybe where it was going and then of course it just goes yeah that it was back to normal no, I, mean, uh, so I don't know the only thing that stopped me from ever thinking that was that aside from the first little bit of like kind of her telling him about her love yeah. Mm. Was that we don't? She's not a character. We mm. don't. We don't learn anything about her. Mm. She's an that. archetype yeah. at like, most. Yeah. She, she's not. She's not got an arc that would be satisfyingly closed mm. by it not being real. Like we've not mm. seen anything that she's other than. Even though they said at the beginning that she's having delusions. Yeah. 
I'm spreading my arms right, podcast listener, and it kind of... I mean, it was there. But, yeah, but... Again, could, that it, could have been something. But it wouldn't... It wouldn't pay off anything, because we don't spend enough time with her before any of it happening. You know what would have been a great way to explore some of her character? She made some fucking wishes. Well, yeah. I don't, there's something to be said that, like, you know, the kind of character that she is, insofar that she's so narratively and metatextually aware mm. that she knows not to make irresponsible wishes. And they could have done more with that? But then after building up that as her sole character thing of, like, she a narratively aware, she just goes, thing. like, oh, I just want to be in love with a hot guy. And you're like, oh. But she specifically said that she was, you know, the whole thing is she's introduced, I'm not lonely. Yeah, I may have some baggage about my ex-husband, but also I've been alone by choice. But so this thing kind of on her in that respect, and what I was saying about it not being visually interesting as well, is that it was so kind of visually uninteresting that it was really easy to see the shots that they wanted you to take meaning from mm. and it was just like yeah but it's two signposts so there was like there's the uh, the the swallowing of oh yeah of, of Sheba <laughs> yeah when like she meets uh, Solomon. Solomon and then yeah. that's mirrored with uh, Alatia swallowing when she's in the in the hotel room all of a sudden and you're like right okay she's starting to be attracted to this genie yeah. and then on the bench at the end you hear somebody shout mummy and she turns around and it's just oh, like oh is it she would wishes she had a baby but it's like you've not done enough in terms of building her up for that to be an emotional moment one like, thing I did like I did like when she was recounting her previous marriage I like that even though she was talking about it you see visually the first and only picture of baby Enzo yeah 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 I liked that that was like I was like okay good that's subtle we understand that there's yeah. a reason the marriage starts to break yeah. down without having to like go too deep I thought that was good subtlety I didn't there. then like the taxi scene where she sees the husband with the I didn't even clock that that was meant to be the same guy yeah. I assumed they'd already separated by that point and then she just saw him after they were separated I'm just like yeah it hurts but also like what it, yeah, just didn't, it, it didn't scan it also didn't necessarily feel like it definitely was after it could have also felt like that's how she found out but yeah. it was just like well no I'm, that's that's I'm, a hat on a hat that's like for my I suppose yeah, I thought it was like after they'd, they'd sort of broken up. And that's that. how I, I read it. I think it was. We had the scenes was... of her putting the sketchbook in the yeah, box yeah, yeah. and put the box on the shelf, yeah. signifying the end of the relationship. And like she does mention later on then as well that oh, living in London was hard at first after yeah. after that because he was always there. And she does use the term betrayal. Yeah. Mm. But I just I think it would have been cemented a bit more if it had been a scene of. Uh, him and the new woman as a happy family like, yeah with a child like having the thing that she yeah. feels she cannot yeah. provide and then like. that would have built up to an irresponsible wish later yeah. on of I thought she was gonna like to maybe wish for like her fucking like dream baby guy that she created when she was a child sort who of was thing. also called Enzo yeah. Uh, yeah and I'm like I felt like that those pieces were there as well yeah, of, like, yeah, yeah. you know you could even have her reacting more strongly to the story of um, what's it uh, Gulted who wished to be pregnant mm. and I'm like that's the thing it's that she wanted at least at some point. All the groundwork there for a, a believable, irresponsible wish. Yeah. Mm. And then it just goes ahead with one that just isn't believable. And it's fun. <laughs> yeah. It's not believe it's not believable as an irresponsible wish that she would make, and it's also vaguely consequenceless for her. Yeah. As well. Nothing bad like happens. No. Mm. Which again positions her as the villain, but not actively enough. Yeah, because it's, it's, she she never has that flip. Yeah. Mm. So, I remember my point. Yeah, yeah. go right. So there was one point in the film where I thought uh, maybe Alafia was like a descendant of Zephyr. 
Oh, really? Because there's that one. Because when bits with Zephyr, it shows a bit where where she's like. Oh, you know, where she's foot. reading. Oh, yeah, she's reading in the oh, same she's doing sort of the tap wall, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah the it's the same shot mirrors, like, yeah. Is this, you know, is it maybe going to turn out she's like a descendant of her mm. or something, you know, because I think, if I remember correctly, he says about like how she, Zephyr becomes pregnant with his child. Yeah, yeah but so. we never see the child. Yeah, mm. and it's just that thing, I thought maybe she's just like descended through this and it's like, that, I you mean, know, that too, because there was a lot of talk about Jin. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about Jin, like fucking genealogy. if I remember though, he's kind of non-committal about it being his. Yeah. He does kind of go a child. Yeah. Like not, mm. not his. Mm. Which you, but then again, you could still read that you, as you like, could, yeah. yeah, you could still read it and give if him there that. Was like, a, if there was, yeah. I mean, what we keep going back to is, if there was a payoff to anything <laughs> yeah. in this film. Yeah. That's the thing, there's all these different little ideas and threads and it just That's never the, gets to the end If it had been a floor length robe that she was wearing, if it had been a floor length bathroom, uh, bathroom, this Back is still what yeah. talking about, right? Yeah. Then I would have expected the reveal of along the hairy that legs yeah. of the hairy legs. The hairy yeah. Which legs. we all know, hair grows like a bunch of extensions stapled to your leg, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, that was one of the things about it. That's, that's I, I a know, sign but it's, of, just, uh, it's just what it looks like, isn't it? It's just like, I've got some extensions, I'll put it around the legs. <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about this film yet. Because I, I just. I think I'm more cross with it than I would be if it was worse. Because mm. I'm like, I think what we all seem to agree on is there's a lot of potentially interesting ideas mm. that it sort of goes, ah? and then goes, ah, forget it. Mm-hmm. You're not interested in that. And I'm like, I'm interested in that. Yeah. I either wanted it to, like, like, I would have liked it if it had been more of, like, a... Instead of him telling the stories, if she'd been, like, pulled into them. Mm. And, like, because if you'd had, like, Tilda Swinton... Or like you know, her inhabiting these characters yeah. who get the opportunity to make the wishes, and her more closely interrogating like, well, it's it's one thing to hear about like you know the destructive wish stuff, but when you are that person, when you are in that system and you have that power, like it's not so easy. But she's always very distanced from it. Mm. Which yeah, I, I'm always like you know, I'm very. And it, it could have added to the Jin character in that respect as well, because like he kind of shows in the past, like when he's telling these stories, his different approaches to wanting to be free. Yeah. So like he was like, oh no, I was too desperate in yeah. in the case of, of Sugar that woman. Yeah. yeah. That was her name. We just I don't think it was. It was, it was Sugar she, something. It, no, it, it was Sugar I thought, Lump. I saw it in the credits. I thought, okay, fair enough. I yep. thought it was Shukta's. <laughs> no, Sugar Lump. Her name was Sugar Lump. But I'm like, not going to get into the whole like no, no, weird no. like, no. let's be fat phobic, not fat phobic, George Miller has a weird relationship to the sort of like, you know, uh, I don't want to use the term that's leaping to mind because it's an offensive term, but sort of taking people with non-standard body types and having them in his shots to be like, isn't this weird? Like, mm. I'm reminded of the, you know, the mothers in um, Fury Road and like yeah. some of the, mis- you know, the children with the birth defects and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like, George? <laughs> yeah, it's... I, I, for one thing, disabled people aren't inherently weird and unsettling. Also, Let's be honest, fat people aren't weird and unsettling in that way. It, it feels a bit exploitative. Yeah. Like, no, no, George. George, and she was called Sugarlump, and she broke a big stone with her butt. Because she slipped, because she's fat, and fat people slip fall down it funny. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, come on, guys. But I do, the, the point that I was making <laughs> in that respect was that, like, 
that again then could have been like right okay I'm taking a different approach with you mm. because like okay wow all of a sudden I have a scholar of of wishes yes <laughs> like, of, yeah of narrative of, of story of, of yeah. like you know yeah so let me take you through it and I just felt like his character was too passive in that respect but it could have been established perhaps that like he inherently has to be passive and like can't tell them if you word it in this way and you wish for something of this level then it would yeah. be fine he's allowed like, to tell them the rules but yeah. he can't tell them like the actual mechanics yeah like, yeah he's not the strategy guide he's just the little pamphlet you get with the game yeah, mm. yeah. it just yeah I j- it's like you say there were just there were so many interesting things sort of teed up and then it swung and missed every literally single every one. single one Okay, I'm going to say, I'll say a thing, I'm going to ask each of you for one of these. I'm going to say a bit I, my, probably my favourite bit, I really liked when that weird magician turned into a weird brain crab and turned into beetles and like yeah. went upside down. I was I like, like that. that was cool, more of that would have been great. Yeah, I think that's something I... That's probably my favourite bit. Yeah, I think because um, <laughs> that was one of the more visually interesting parts because it was just so different from everything else that happened in the I literally, I literally sat up in my chair and I was yeah. like, oh, here we go. Like, yeah. And then I immediately settled back down going, and there it was. That was all that was going to be. Did he say what that character was? He was a practitioner of some form of black magic. Okay. That was anti-gin. Yeah. yeah. And he also, like, you'll know, there was also, like, other weird magic stuff, like, in yeah. the Court of Sheba, there was, like, you know, like, Anubis-looking dudes with dog heads and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, there oh, yeah, there's, the, like... There was the zebra giraffe. Zebra yeah. giraffe. I like the zebra giraffe. We're big fans of zebra giraffe. Yeah. On, on the... On the... <laughs> I'm trying to think of a combination. It's a jaffra. <laughs> on the, uh... It's a jaffra. It's a zebra. It's a zebra. Well, whatever um... work he can get these days, I know. <laughs> the, uh, on the, on the Court of but I would say that would be my bit as well. Either I did like Solomon and his big funky like I, one know, man band. His, <laughs> his grouped one man band. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I was like, this is Groups fucking weird. Whittled down into a guitar. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I like that, and I liked the uh, Zeth's husband uh, getting eye canyons oh, when, yeah, he, like, when he had a genie yeah. orgasm. <laughs> yeah, that was quite cool. It was like, mm. it, yeah, sure, you got a bit you liked? I mean, I'd probably say the same with the sort of anti-gin. That, yeah, like, it's just, it was like, it was you were just, like, okay. Yeah, I felt like, oh, we're going into a different direction now, and it's just like, mm, no, no. <laughs> but but I like that little contained bit. So yeah. It's just, you know, mm. I think the, the, the I, question... I, mean, I like little bits of contained parts within the film, and that's interesting. I, I liked as well, but again, it didn't really feel like it went anywhere. <laughs> no, that's the problem. I, I think that's the massive problem. I film. liked that each time we then returned to uh, Alatia's house when they were back in London, <laughs> Whether it was either a fact of that there were more, or whether the shop choices highlighted them more, but the glass ornaments yeah. seemed yeah. to increase in yeah. number yeah. Yeah. each time we returned, and it was just like, okay, there's something kind of interesting here that you're playing Something's on, like happening. on like Zephyr's collection of glass bottles, and like yeah. you got trapped that time. History then, doesn't repeat, but it often rhymes. Yeah. That kind of thing. But Are then, we in a story? Is this a story of stories? You know. Yeah. yeah. I, I suppose the big question is would you recommend this film to other people? No. no. I also agree no. 
And like that's which it was troublesome considering my job. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, like you know, I, I, I managed to sell the It'll Fifty Shades of Grey movie in well. A couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, this this has not got legs. No, I don't no, think. No. I think people are going to see it. I don't think critics are going to be that kind to it because it's just. I think like overall reviews, like like I said in the chat, it was just like very middle of the roads. You know, it's just like yeah, because yeah, I don't. It's not reviews, a bad film. It's not yeah. bad. Yeah, I mean, and it's not even that it has pacing issues because like it's it, deliberately slow it, it's deliberately yeah. slow yeah it's deliberately one pace yeah it's not like it's inconsistent in that mm. respect it's just it just doesn't land yeah it doesn't yeah. go anywhere it's yeah. like you go for a long slow walk and you're like well I hope we're going somewhere interesting and then you go oh no and in the end you just end up hamster teeth yeah getting <laughs> kicked in the balls you know like yeah dick yeah. joke hamster teeth yeah. such a weird like such a bizarre such a weird <laughs> note to end yeah. the film on it just over going hit you in the nuts mate and you go what like they're having the fucking what is it Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan Elizabeth Swan 10 years moment where he's back on I didn't even he, mind that he's back was... on Hampstead Heath and it's like yeah let's punctuate <laughs> this with a football to the max right yeah it's like because in fucking Pirates of the Caribbean 3 or whatever no 4 5 5, five. like it makes sense because I'm just like oh yeah you know she's gonna get fucking laid you know <laughs> great and, and they don't she's have a she's about to joke. hoist the mainsail she is you know you remember the bit in Ed of Pirates of the Caribbean 3 where she's got like she's wearing his boots and it's like kind of hot and I'm just like yeah I believe this they, I said this before, and I may have said it on mic. <laughs> I feel, with the standard of love interests in most films these days, I want a fucking apology from most film critics back in the day saying that, like, oh, Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley don't have very good chemistry. I'm like, they have chemistry? Yeah. Which is more than we get these days. Some, look, yeah. at, look at the skins rejects that, like, populate the fourth and fifth films <laughs> of that <laughs> franchise. Oh, the, those guys were so bad. The fifth one. I mean, that's where the podcast came yeah. from, obviously. Just like you know, right, yeah, just yeah. all be, just us all being tipsy or drunk, happens? and just like we need to talk about it. Just, <laughs> I remember the trench <laughs> and the kind of parting of the water. Yes, remember they went out of their way to oh. redeem Jeffrey Rush's character yeah. from being cool. But he'd already kind of been redeemed. Yeah. As much as a pirate can be. Yeah, when like, he became like a cop. And then yeah. they were like, no, he's a cop now. And then he jumped into the trench and died to save his daughter. Uh, so there was a fun moment in the in the audience of this film. Oh, yes. You were sat next to a whispery couple. Yeah. Oh, you my God. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, he shushed her. Because, okay, like, yeah. I kind of looked <laughs> at one point. <laughs> like, like, this is a slow and largely quite quiet film. Yeah. So, like, this is one of the most rousing moments of this film. I did actually... The sound I did hear design one, is deliberately quiet. I did <laughs> like, hear at one point, one girl went, What's a gin? <laughs> that, was, that was her at, like, the yeah. two minutes in. Yeah, just like, what's a gin? I'm like, I was like, uh, oh, God. So, to, to bookend it, yeah. two minutes in, What's a gin? Yeah. Two minutes into the credits, while we're still sat there, she just goes, I thought you said this was Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, okay. God. All right, I think I've said everything i got to say about this film. I think. You, yeah. you guys got anything else in the tank, or we call it there? All right. Okay, so I'm going to move us on to final thoughts. Uh, Morton, final thoughts on 3,000 Years of Longing? I wish it had been better. I... I mean, 100% agree. That was yeah. also similarly what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say basically the same yeah. thing. Yeah. If we say it three times, then it's three wishes. <laughs> yeah. And it might work. <laughs> Sean, do you have final thoughts? Yeah, I think if they just sort of, you know, honed it in a bit more and sort of 
in sort of terms of you know taking these individual ideas yeah. stretching them out putting actual ends to them and that and then maybe like i said anthology you know each episode could be a different kind of warning mm. sorry just as a Actually, yeah no sorry i've got something to jump i've in. also got yeah, something to jump well. in as well before i, find it. <laughs> I maybe feel the it same may thing. be the same thing what was with like scenes just fade to black i don't know the bit when he like dies or yeah. doesn't like she's all like oh you need to fucking go back to gin world and then he goes cool <laughs> you know that he, he goes cool fade to black come back up same scene she's just asleep and he's just been sitting there and i'm like yeah. What was that? There were lots of bits where scenes went, and that's the end of that. And you go, but also what? as well, suddenly during, I think it was the third anthology bit. So Zephyr, than this, Zephyr, yeah. 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 Yeah, we'll throw some random title cards into this. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I thought yeah. that, where it's just We've like you're, you're half an hour Actually, into no, the film. no, 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 yeah. it wasn't Zephyr's, it was the second one. Second yeah. story, there was, was it, it the Jin's Oblivion. Yeah, Jin's Oblivion. Yeah, Jin's yeah. Oblivion. But that's the thing, yeah, isn't it? You're like half an, hour, half an hour into the film, and then all of a sudden we'll just throw some title cards. But it, it wasn't that. even like kind what? of Mandy level, it yeah. was, well, it definitely wasn't Mandy level. No, but I mean, it wasn't even consistent. Yeah, it was the second story. They didn't have it for the first story. Yeah, and they also had multiple title cards in the second story and then in the third story they didn't they had a title card but then they also had the explanation of how he forms yeah and you're like what? and it's like he's formed many that a time was, now that bit was weird where it's just like and then here's how he forms and you've been watching the film for like an hour 20 it's like oh, yeah what? you're like all right What's going on and it's here? recreated in her book at the end yeah, yeah. It's like, it's it felt just... like it felt like they were just like oh shit we didn't do this earlier yeah. and we need to be ready for the london scenes when it's that he's yeah. electromagnetic. It's, it's a bit like when you. But then it was also kind of just like, well, no, you you already established that he's a transmitter. Yeah. You also established that he doesn't Einstein understand thing, electromagnetic yeah. stuff yeah. because he yeah. was like, what the fuck's a TV? Yeah. yeah. You're know, like, well, you yeah. can see it's powered by electromagnetic waves. No. You can hear and see all energy. Which what I, the fuck? I, it also just didn't land as well when she finds him asleep. I'm just realized we're not just like it doesn't land. <laughs> and well, yeah, no, it, but it like it also doesn't land when she finds him asleep in the cellar, and she's like, "But gins don't sleep." Oh, nice. Oh, oh, there he goes. Get out of here, you. Wait, I wonder wait. if it's the one from my kitchen. What could be the one from my kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's London. <laughs> it is London. <laughs> it's it's the nicest kitchen. I have two construction now. sites between us. Uh, yeah, no, a... but <laughs> so like she finds him asleep in the basement, and she's just like, "But gins don't sleep." Yeah, and it was just like, okay, are we suddenly going to reveal that he's something different, and like he's been playing her all along or something? And then it's just, no, he's it, just it's, tired. It's not. He's just tired from hearing everything, hearing the internet, yeah, being on Twitter too much. He's too online. <laughs> the cautionary tale: Don't live in London. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens if you go night out at me. You come anyway, back just falling to dust. <laughs> We all live essentially on, on like, no, the outskirts, you know, just on the edge of London. He was just coke. He's like, I have discovered cocaine. That's <laughs> Tyrone's second poetry night. <laughs> hey, we can say that now because none of us work there. Oh, yeah. You know. I mean, we, we said that when people did work I there. I know. Um, cool. no, but do you remember the time you had to edit out something about Tyrone? <laughs> no, I never did. I said I was going to and I didn't. Oh, yeah. What <laughs> film was that? Wasn't that Shape of Water? Shape of Water. Yeah. yeah. A lot of that is just you guys chanting about fish, fucking fish, fucking fish, fucking. And finding the, and finding, finding the fish dildo. Yeah, finding the fish dildo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, back when the podcast had class. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We'd sneak into the manager's office. Yeah, look at us having a fucking highbrow conversation <laughs> we about didn't narrative sneak. structure. No. Callum was in there. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I let you guys in, wasn't it? I, so, I was okay. working. All right. Before we. I was just finishing work and you were watching, you were watching Shape of Water. If I may. Anyway. My <laughs> final thoughts. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, didn't stick the landing, George. Um, I, this hasn't sworn me off him as a director, though. I, I respect the attempt to do a thing. Yeah, no, I will I'll, always I'll, respect know. somebody making the film that they want to make rather yes. than going, this does fine, make, I'll make one for you now. It does make me nervous for Furiosa, though. Was that, how, like, how many films has George Miller done? Because I... Films I've only seen are this Fury Road and Happy Feet. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, you must forget I just, Happy I Feet. Love that. I just, uh, no, you don't forget Happy Feet. <laughs> original Mad Max um, trilogy. Yeah, the, did Mad he do? Did he, he do did, all three? He did all three. Yeah. 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 Um, is there any other kind of films that he did apart from? Like, I know Mad there's. Max, a, I think there's another one in there as well that I'm forgetting. Happy Feet. Didn't he? He's not. Didn't he do one of the Lethal Weapons? No. Am I misremembering? No. We'll look it up you're, after we're on the mic. Thinking of. Uh, Oh. oh, his name's gone now. Oh man, it's almost like we can't stick the landing on this podcast just like the film. That means I can stop recording. Whee!